This is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself, Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do this shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilly you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed Brett. I'm Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Hold two arm bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts, I hate your wristbands, I hate your shoes, I hate your music, I hate the C-Nation, I hate everything that you stand for. What's so up, true. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I am here with a guy who's got, oh, man, such an impressive pro wrestling resume. Um, I mean, we're talking AAA, we're talking World Wrestling Council down in, uh, down in Mexico, we're talking WWE. Mr. Hugo Savanovich. Uh, Hugo, how are you today? Doing good. Just coming back from uh, Mexico. We had our, our show yesterday on Twitch and recording from Space TV. Uh, and uh, coming back into El Paso, I had the opportunity of uh, sharing some moments with Taya and Conan. And it's, it was just yeah. fantastic. Brian Cage was down there. So, this energizes me. I'm just recovering from the loss of my wife last week and my yes. sister that passed away. But I'm, I'm doing what, what I do. It's wrestling, and, uh, you know, I just got to stay busy. And uh, thank you for inviting me to share this with your audience. Oh, no problem, man. We appreciate the opportunity, and our sincerest condolences go out to you. I mean, that's quite a rough month or so that you've been ha- yeah, having. Yeah. We, we appreciate your time. Now, I too want to start off kind of lighthearted, but sort of serious at the same time. When you were with the WWE and you were the Spanish announce table, you know, you were half of the Spanish announce team. What was it like to know your table wasn't going to make it through the whole show during pay-per-views? Oh, my God. It was, I, I blamed the fans because the fans loved it so much that if they were getting close to finishing the pay-per-view and they had not seen the Spanish table get destroyed, they started a boo because they wanted to see that <laughs> table being destroyed. Uh, and uh, it was good. It was good. And, and, and people don't know this, but a lot of the times we did not even know, which I loved it. Because even today, unless I am the creative person, I, I really don't want to know too much because I want to enjoy it as a fan. I want to call the matches. Just as it is, unless there's something important that I must know, I like to just call it as I see it, enjoy it, and just let the fans, you know, be part of this uh, wonderful world that we have of, of, of wrestling. Something that you must know, like, you know, Vince McMahon's going to duck a chair being swung by Hulk Hogan? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was awesome because the story was so good because it, it was from the real life. He was the creator of Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, and then at one point, Hulk Hogan was against him in court, in federal court, and it was like a, a big rivalry there. 
So when they did the deal, now you have the creator of Hulk Hogan fighting his creation. And when the chair thing happened, very few people knew about it. I'm talking about really few people. And that was, that was huge. And what you see there, you see no hands put in front of the chair shot. This was the real heavy, heavy metal shirts, the old school ones. Yes. And if you put it in slow motion, you're going to see there's no hands. And Hulk Hogan, that was when he was still very much strong, over 300 yes. pounds. And he let me have it. It was uh, Hugo Tomovich took one for the team. And that night, uh, he made Hulk Hogan made a believer out of Hugo Savinovich of Hulkamania. He let me have it. <laughs> Did you know that? That was WrestleMania 19, I believe, for those who 19. don't know what we're talking about. And yeah, Hogan yeah, and Vince going at it, main event. Hogan swings the chair, yeah. Vince ducks, and the only thing there to yeah. stop the chair was <laughs> your head. Yeah, and it was a hard shot. I mean, I just I think about it, and it just gives me chills. <laughs> Because I love this industry so much, and I was honored that that I was able to to do something for the profession that I love. Uh, it was taking it for the team, and it was done in in the right way, and fans loved it because they were not expecting it. And even today, people still talk to me about uh, WrestleMania 19 and Hulk Hogan hitting the Spanish announcer with a chair. It was good. That is that is good for business. That's yes, yes, that is because that's the type of thing that it really makes the fans look at it and say, Man, because you didn't finish the rest of that show, did you? Uh, yeah, and then they just took me, they took me out, and then Carlos uh, Cabrera was, was doing the play by play by himself, and he's, he's, he was almost like crying when they said, they, he said in Spanish something like, uh, uh, they they have hit my my amigo my friend and it was the people are still talking about that it was just uh, an amazing thing to see the the man that created Hulk Hogan and and the Hulk Hogan going at it Vince being a bloody mess and he ducked and now boom you got one of the Spanish announcers hit uh, this is the thing that are, we are missing today and 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 you got to bring back spectacular moments that that make people say hey i cannot miss this next show on tv i gotta watch it i gotta see the next pay-per-view too that's it and that's now i want to get into like your start in you were you grew up in new york right yes i'm from ecuador the city in the coast okay. of guayaquil i was brought here at 10 years old and i grew up in the hard streets of the bronx I have a book in Spanish. Uh, it's called A Tangana Ring de Tentaciones, which traduces or translates to Ring of Temptations. And uh, wanting to become a wrestler, living in 138th Street in the Bronx, uh, to go to the gym, I used to walk from 138th Street to 156th in St. Anne's, going to some gang territories, crooks, thieves, criminals, prostitutes. And that was just to make it to the, to the Spanish gym uh, that was just four blocks away from uh, that police precinct uh, that was named in the movie Fort Apache. And just to get there, I had to go through all this stuff to get there and get beat up by uh, Johnny Rivera, who was uh, the Invader 3. Toro Maldonado was the, the promoter. And they used to kick my butt 
because they, the profession meant that if you loved it, that you, there was no complaints and you had to take it. You had That's, to take it. It's a little different these days, I think. Yeah. But do and you think that... Now guys, guys, guys complain if you hit him hard one yeah. time. I'm 45 myself, and yeah, it's, the, it's a whole different... I grew up, and I'm the person I am because I got bullied, and because I bullied people back. I didn't put up with it, you know? And now it's... The, the kind of culture that we have now is if you bully somebody, even in a even in a king of sports, it's just a different world. Now, do you feel uh -huh. like pro wrestling, do you feel like... You know, you had to go through that environment to get to your gym. Do you feel like going to the gym and being a part of pro wrestling kind of kept you out of that lifestyle? Oh, yes. I, I, I would have been dead if it wasn't because I was between the gangs and was not too sure of what uh, I wanted. But the wrestling, was it was such a heavy call that, you know, when you were part of that, you, at the time I was paying $25 a week. And this is before 1970. I was paid $25 a week to train, but I had to sweep the floor, clean the gym, and then all the, the shows, I used to help load the ring in the truck, unload it, and a lot of the places where the Spanish company used to have uh, uh, the shows was like second floor ballrooms, yes. like Hunts Point Palace, and you had to go through the windows because the staircases will not allow you to bring all the other stuff through there. So you have to put the ring on top of the sidewalk and then through the windows, do all of that, wait till the show was over, then, you know, load the truck again and, and then uh, uh, pay for it, you know, pay to, to learn to wrestle. And don't you even think about complaining because it was an honor. You know, it was an honor to be, to be part of that. And, right. and, and I think that's the problem right now. It's not the problem of the new talent. It's the problem of who is teaching them. Uh, they give them contracts, and, uh, you know, you create uh, uh, a lot of good people, but unfortunately some that don't respect our business, and they don't have the passion right. for it. They're just athletes that uh, see this as a way to making a lot of money, and they're going to have their, their people doing their media thing on all their, their networks and all of that, and it's all about me, 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 and... Forget about the fans or the industry. That's, yeah, and it's a thing, like, I'm just a fan. I've never been a wrestler. It's, it, as a child, as a kid, like, I grew up in Boston. Like, I had Killer Kowalski school, but I never knew about that because you didn't, it wasn't like now where the schools are advertised. You either uh -huh. knew or you didn't back then. And I didn't know about it. So you, I didn't were not, know about you were not allowed, you were not allowed to give out information. I mean, right. let's say that I was training. I said, oh, I want to take two friends of mine, and I did not consult with a promoter there. Oh, man, they will beat you up. <laughs> and then you had serious heat because you're supposed to tell them in advance, and they will decide if they want to give them a shot or not. Right, and, you know, kind of smart you up. I've been lucky where yeah. when I get into my 30s, I kind of started doing ring crew and helping out at a couple of companies. But it was just that, and that's all, you know, at that point there in my life, that was all it was ever going to be, and I knew that, and I was good with that, and I still go, and I'll do security and stuff once in a while, and yeah. if you don't and set what, the ring you, up. But, 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 but what you're doing right now, I mean, it's so yes. precious, because you're giving the fans the opportunity of getting into the minds of people that have done this for, for a long time, and they, they get a, a, a different perspective. They get the, the real stuff, 
not whatever they write. This is like, you ask me, and I will answer that. That's, and I appreciate that. Now, yeah, and without, you're right, though, without the wrestlers, if they don't set up the ring, how do they understand how the ring works, other than yeah. being trained? You I, know, I used to unload, unload, unload yeah. the truck from the actual school into wherever the wrestling show was, and all that I would get that day was the lunch and but, dinner, and we would bring the ring back, and uh, it would be like 4 o'clock in the morning, yes. and make sure that everything was clean, and then uh, you mm. will not miss the next day training. And if you will come in 10 minutes late, forget it. There will be no wrestling for you, and you will be in heat, and you will have serious heat, and they will put you out to work out and do uh, 800, 900 squats, and no wrestling training for you, and then you clean up the place, and then people will not talk to you, and then we'll see you tomorrow. You better come back the next day with a good attitude and take it from there. That's, so you were only late once, if that. Yeah, you didn't yeah. make that mistake twice. Now, I want to ask uh -huh. you about sort of something serious that I think you might have been in the building for, and that happened down in Mexico, and I'm talking about, I know you were good friends with them too, but the whole Bruiser Brody thing. Oh, the Brody thing, that was in, in Bayamon, Puerto Rico. That was the place, at the time, I was the, the producer and the main guy in TV. Are uh, you talking about the Invader one? Yes. Uh, Bruce Brody's death? Yes, that was in, in uh, Puerto Rico. It was something that should have never happened. Uh, horrible, horrible, horrible situation. You hear so many stories, and they are just that, stories. It did yeah. happen. Uh, Frank was a good friend of mine. Uh, I was married to Wendy at the time. Wendy was Vince champion. Wendy Richter was my wife. We were good friends with Frank. Uh, Frank hit me with a chair shot one time that made me suffer for years really? uh, until, I, I, until I healed from that on my, on my spine. And, but we were very good friends, and with the two of us, we were involved in many, many brawls because being with Frank, you never knew what the heck was going to happen. And uh, on that night, I tell people that, uh, you know, what happened was horrible. It should have never happened. But Frank had a reputation of being Bruce and Brody. His name was yeah. legit. That was, you know, coaches in football were afraid of him. Promoters in our business were afraid of him. Wrestlers were afraid of, uh, afraid of him. Uh, Frank, if he loved you, uh, that was good news. Now, you did not expect that it was going to be easy on you. As a matter of fact, uh, like I said, he will hit you hard. And you hit him hard, you never complain. It was, just, it was just horrible. You hear so many stories. They do documentaries. Yeah. Yes. And somebody else then, then does another documentary. Listen, when this thing happened, uh, Frank had taken aspirins. He had already smoked marijuana too, which that is true part of the story. But the stabbing was not what killed him. What killed him was the aspirins he had taken. They could not stop the bleeding. Oh. And this was a man of three, this man was a, a man of yep. 305 pounds. My friend, one of my best friends, Dr. Hector Gonzalez, was taking care of him b before the ambulance came. And he told my friend, the doctor, he knew. Frank knew he wasn't going to make it. He said to Dr. Hector Gonzalez, my friend, he said to him, Dr. Hector, please tell my wife and my boy, that I love him very much. He, uh, Frank was not a demonstrative person. He will not showcase his feelings. 
but he was he, he was uh, if he was your friend he was your friend uh, just to tell you the, the story uh, at the funeral the widow uh, Frank's wife and the and the boy they asked me to do to do the honors and 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 I was in charge of you know uh, of the funeral and everything and I cried and I cried the man involved in the incident that took Frank's life the invader was also a friend of mine for years so so when you hear stories about no so and so said that he saw it the real story was what this happened happened in the shower of a baseball stadium that had a, an acrylic heavy double panel glass door where the baseball players will go and take their showers so when you were in the dressing room and the guys went into the bathroom the only way you could see what happened there you had to open up this heavy glass door and and would would uh, you couldn't even hear that much and then go inside the shower so whoever was there they only heard but did not see anything there was only two people that saw what happened one died that was frank bruce and brody and the invader and uh and, and that was that story i repeat it was horrible it should have never happened it just upsets me that people would create false stories about you yeah. know a tragedy where, where a man uh where a man died somebody from our industry died in something that should have never happened and and it, it was horrible but i could tell you uh as the man that did the the, the funeral that the wife and the boy told me to do it and that I was there uh, in Puerto Rico. I was the main guy. Uh, it was, it, 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 what you hear on documentaries, they're just stories. They're stories. Nobody saw it. Nobody. You couldn't because what, what did happen, it happened inside of a, of a baseball stadium with a shower that had glass door to come in. So that's the real story. I appreciate that, and again, condolences on your loss there as well. Like I think the whole wrestling world lost out on something with him, because well, I, I obviously didn't know him outside of the ring, but watching him in the ring was really something special, and there was nothing else really like yeah. that back then, and really non, still not. Non, yeah, nonstop action. A uh, guy with 305, 300 pounds that could be unstoppable. <laughs> He will fight guys. Him and Stan Hansen will just destroy everybody, including fans if they get underway in Japan. Uh, you saw battles against Abdullah the Butcher, who is somebody else that at his time could actually go with anybody. And there were some shots. I used to manage Abdullah the Butcher. So I could tell you right now, there were some heavy blows. There were some headbutts. There were some kicking. It was a, it was, it was a battle. This was a type of matches that fans loved Bruiser Brody. Heel or baby That's... face, Brody would get the whole stadium going. And, uh, you know, the truth, the truth of this story was that uh, this was the time that Frank died. But just with me, things that we did together, I mean, we should have been killed in bars for things that we were yeah. involved. I, I mean, you know, I'm a pastor now, I'm an evangelist. But, you know, I had, I was, I had, I was, you know, I had a wild life, and Frank and I, we, we, we had some tough calls in other islands and in Puerto Rico, and if you really go to the bottom of it, and people are honest, uh, he almost never made it out of Japan at one time wow. uh, for hurting uh, uh, a young talent down there. Uh, they were after him uh, to, 
you know, <laughs> get him so he, so you will never hear from him again. And uh, somehow uh, a lady and Jimmy Superfly Snuka were able to get him out of the country alive. That's, so wow. so I could tell you many stories, and that's why it upsets me that there's no respect for the life of Brody. Uh, if you tell me the truth, I could deal with the truth. But if you say things that are not the truth, it, it really upsets me because then you, you, you're telling me that you just want to be in the news and you didn't respect the life of Brody. Right. I feel like a lot of people, especially in that era, when you put a camera on them or you put a microphone in front of them, they don't know how to um, not work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they want everything. Every time, every time they do a documentary, I, you will not see me That's... there. I will talk to you. I will yeah. talk to you. I have no problem with you. Yeah. But for the people that want to make a buck out of, out of the pain and suffering of, right. of the loss of one of us. No, I refuse to do that. Uh, and a, a couple of times they offered me big bucks for me to, oh, to, sure. to tell the story. And I said, no, no, no. And I will not, uh, uh, that, that is like out of the question because I, I, it hurts. It still hurts so much. It, it hurts. It hurts. And you know, it's, it's not fair to uh, make, make your fame out of the suffering of right. somebody else. Now, I have one more question, and this one actually came out of our forums um, over at WrestleAndNewsSource.com, and this was asked by, like, two or three people. In fact, the kid who runs WrestleAndNewsSources, who hooked us up, um, and the first thing he said is, we, we need to know this. And they were wonder your, your feelings on what just happened in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it was, it was horrible, and, and the situation right now, uh, because of, of the talents that are involved and everything. It is so delicate that I, I will stand with what I've said, but I, I really don't want to talk too much about it anymore. Sorry. But yeah. what, what, what I said, I, I want the viewers to know, the audience, that what I said, I said it after the talent left uh, Saudi Arabia. And that I had an official from WWE, told me this and also a friend of mine that I known for years because I know so many people like we talking right now and I make the right impression of you and and we will talk in a few other times uh, for yes. some reason I develop a good report with people and they will call me and if I see that is something that I could say it I will say it but if I think it's sure. too dangerous I will wait and there was a person there uh, that it's very important and uh, in Saudi Arabia, that had to do with the event on Saudi Arabia's part, that I known him for so many years. When they had the BHS, uh, this is how going wow. back we're going back. Yeah. When they had BHS, I used to do BHS in English and Spanish from Puerto Rico and in countries like Iran, Iraq, and the Middle East. Uh, if you had a girls' match, you could not even show that. If you had a Jewish wrestler on it, you could not have that either. Wow. So uh, the, the, the black market was big, and they would buy my, uh, my English uh, BHS. And sometimes they would buy the Spanish one if I didn't have already done the English. But my English ones were funny. Uh, I had guys like Rip Rogers on them doing the color commentary. I had Bobby Jaggers. I had Eric Embry. I had some good, knowledgeable people that really made it fun for the international audience to listen to what was happening in them, not listen, see and, and, and have the English track 
on what the heck was going on in Caribbean Championship Wrestling. So this gentleman grew up, and I helped him uh, getting a lot of this uh, stuff, and he was always very thankful. And he told me that he, he, he called me and he told me that. And, uh, and that was that. Now I wasn't there. Uh, but right. you, you have seen from the young books do a parody on this. Yes. Uh, you have, uh, uh, a wife of one of the superstars. I don't want to mention the name that came out and she said about the, the word about what happened to her husband and that never again and, and all of this stuff. And, and perhaps, at one time, uh, we will hear more from the guys. I just, like I said, I wasn't there. This is what I, I was told, and, and, and uh, I was just concerned, and I, I don't want this to happen right. to nobody. I run international shows, and I do not leave these countries till my last talent gets into the plane. I leave the day after. That has always been my way of, uh, of doing things, and oh. I stand by that. I don't think that if you run a show, you should leave uh, the country before your talent uh, leaves the country. I'm like the captain of a boat. I, I do not leave till the last, you know, person is yeah. safe. That was my thing with it as well. And now that being said, you run the international shows. I know we're, we're running tight on time right now, but I know you got a big show coming up. And that's the Bret Hart yes, um, yes. tribute show. Can you tell us yes, about that real quick? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's co he's coming down on Thursday with his son. I wanted to do something very nice for the people in Puerto Rico and for Brett. I respect him. I I respect this gentleman. He is a true asset to our profession. What a performer! What a wrestler! And last year I did the tribute to Messias Ricky Vandera. I had uh, requested that I would like to have him with me. He had a lot of things happening. Uh, with bookings, but he finally agreed. He said uh, that he will do it, and we have the tribute for him. Bret Hart, when he was a young star, he wasn't famous yet, uh, he worked at the stadium. His brother, uh, Smith Hart, and him, Bret Hart against uh, Cowboy Frankie Williams. The okay. Two of them were famous. The one that he broke the covenant yeah. on Jimmy Superfly and what he did to Cowboy Frankie Williams, a Spanish Puerto Rican wrestler, and Frankie and me were teaming up. It was Hugo Zabinovich, Frankie Williams, Hugo Zabinovich against the Hart brothers, and it was at the stadium, maybe wow. over 22,000 fans. Wow. And, you know, people have followed Brett's career. I, uh, he had a lot to do with me uh, starting to work with Vince, Sabio Vega, and him when I was not doing wrestling anymore in Puerto Rico. And so this is a man that I respect. That I, that I really admired, and I have the blessing of doing Fight Forever this Saturday in Guaynabo, Puerto Rico, 10 matches, tribute to him, and I have RBD's first match in Puerto Rico. He has never worked Puerto Rico. And we what? have him against, yeah, RBD against Mil Mortis on the main event, and then we have uh, the legends, LA Park against Blue Demon. Oh. We have the, the Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, we have Rush against uh, Mecca Wolf, and we have a Iron Cage against El Diablo Killer Cross. We got their Goddesses of the Ring, Katie Forbes against Camille oh. uh, uh, Brickhouse. We have, uh, we have Ivelisse defending the oh. Ladies World Championship of Wrestling Superstar against Carissa Rivera. We have the rematch of the Attitude Match, where Mr. Kennedy debuted against 
uh, Esa Rios. So we have oh. that attitude rematch. We have Esther Rios against Mr. Kennedy, oh. a rematch of the Attitude Era. We have uh, the Dynasty of the Heart. We have Teddy Hart on the card. We have a tables, ladders, and chairs match for the World Tag Team Championship. Oh, I mean, we have uh, 10 matches, great matches, and uh, yeah. And we have, uh, for the meet and greet uh, crowd, we have the posters. They'll get the official one of the event and also one made uh, for Brett the Hitman Hart tribute. And it's, you know, some events you only get like three wrestlers. You never know who the heck you're going to get. Here, you, don't, you just don't get three. You get the ringside seat that guarantees that you have the first, one of the first four uh, numbered seats the, uh, of, of the ringside. Okay. Plus you get to uh, take a picture, autographs with not just one or two or three stars, but the, the goddesses of the ring, the Bret Hart, the RBDs, the Mr. Kennedys, the Brian Cage, Rush. I mean, this is uh, insane. And uh, that's what I'm doing for Puerto Rico. He, Puerto Rico used to be one of the biggest markets in the business. And yes. I'm trying to, to make it alive again. And that I want the whole world to talk again about Puerto Rico and wrestling so people could invest and, and give the fans in Puerto Rico a top-class wrestling again. Now, is this something that'll be like online anywhere? Will people? Um, where can people no, see right this? No, right now, yeah, right now it's just for the live audience. Okay. And we just showed a few days ago. We showed the one last year, Mysterio Mania tribute to Messias, and we showed that uh, free for the people. This one we might wait like a month, and they might put it in one of those services where they could, yes. you know see yeah, it there's... but uh it, it is done with with the main purpose of creating the atmosphere for one uh unbelievable and fantastic evening of wrestling we invest on the lighting of uh, the whole place uh the tv the tv screens the whole thing lighting this is this is this is a great show not because i'm producing it but my wife and i we decided that we want to give uh the fans, wherever we have shows, and we did it in South America, and, and wherever we go, we're going to give the fans the best time. Two and a half to three hours of just great wrestling. I think that something that goes kind of, um, it's like underrated on some of the independent wrestling shows, at least up here, is, and you just hit on it, the lighting and the production. So you add that in. You you got a great card there. Like I haven't heard S.A. Rios's name, and I was an S.A. Rios fan. Um, I haven't heard his name up here in a long time. That's yes. That's and I awesome. showcase uh, uh, Ken Anderson. Mr. Kennedy did a promo where he was talking about this young, you know, Mr. Kennedy in WWF was shocked and surprised by this young superstar from Mexico, S.A. Rios that was able to surprise him and get the win. And he said, he said in a promo, he's never forgotten. So while he's talking, I'm showing inserts of this storyline or what really happened. So this okay. is like the rematch of this attitude match. So, so it's well produced and uh, I pay the talent really good. I, I, they go to my shows wherever country. I give them top hotels. And all I ask is, you work for me, give the fans the best you have. That's all I ask. And what I ask the fans is to support the card. So uh, everybody does their best. Fans, Let's... wrestlers, myself, my team. And it's done with that, with that 
really truthful, uh, uh, passionate attitude of let's do something for the fans. That's it. Hugo, I appreciate your time tonight. I know you said 20 minutes and we went about 30. I apologize for that. But (laughs) I just feel like so much information came out of this. And very good. Uh, the stuff about down in Mexico, that was that was a greedy question for me. That was strictly for mine because I've been kind of fascinated with that. And I kind of figured what you said is that, you know, a lot of what you see because no one else, only two people saw what happened. So, yeah, yeah. only, you know, one person at this point, no. So I appreciate that. I appreciate all of your time. Um, my sincerest condolences go out to you and your family. And thank you so much. Yes, just to let the fans know that I, could com- I compete. I've done two, two pay-per-views for AEW. We have an alliance with them in, in AAA. And it's South America. It's like top HBO. And whenever they get together and I'm not, and I'm not doing an event, they, they will let me do a pay-per-view with, with AEW. But I want the best for WWE. I want the best yes. for AAA. For AEW, for Ring of Honor, for Impact Wrestling, for Consejo Mundial de Lucha in Mexico, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I love this business. And in every company, there is people that have families, have dreams, and I am for wrestling. I do no. not just look at, look at the letters of the company. Right. I want fans to get the best wrestling and for the wrestlers to make a good living. I call it alphabet soup. Yes. That's you it. know. That's, but now, where can people find you online? Do you have like Twitter yes, and? Uh, yeah, our page Lucha Libre Online. Uh, it's like we do lives, and uh, my page is also Lucha Libre Online. Also, Hugo Sabinovich, and uh, you know, I'm uh, I I love the contact with wrestling fans and airports. Man, it's like tough sometimes because I say, guys, I gotta catch this flight. But people, <laughs> they know that they're gonna they, they they're gonna meet somebody that truly loves this business and respects them and appreciates the fact that if it wasn't because of the fans, none of this would be happening. And, and sometimes we've got to remind that uh, to the promoters. Uh, you know, don't forget the fans and don't forget the talent. That's, you go, thank you so much. And absolutely, like without, the fans and the talent kind of need each other. And without one, there's no, you know, without, Wrestlers, yep. there's no need for fans. Without fans, there's no need for wrestlers. Um, it really is a for, handshake there. You, yeah, and thank you for covering, uh, uh, you know, the news of the business and to be passionate yes. about it. And uh, and thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. I love it. It's all right. Thank you, Hugo. Um, all right. We are off. Take care. We're off now. So. Um, if you want, you get. I texted you earlier, so if you need anything plugged, you can just send me a, send me anything you need. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Okay. All right, TIW Mafia. We are back. Uh, how cool was that with uh, with Hugo Savinovich? I mean, he was with the WWE from 84 to 91, and we didn't even really touch on that. Uh, we did a little bit with WrestleMania 19, the Hogan Share Shop, but other than that, man, we were all over the place, Mexico and everywhere else. It was just really cool to have somebody with that type of resume come on our show and uh, just give us that time. Like he said, he said no to some big money, but he'll do some of these podcasts because um, he doesn't want to profit off of some of the negativity that he's kind of 
he was never a part of, but he was always around. Um, that being said, Survivor Series 19 is coming up, and I know me and Joe ran down the card last week, but there's been some updates, and I want to touch on a few of those. Um, you got the men's tag match, the tag team champions. You got the Viking Raiders versus the New Day versus Undisputed Era. I can tell you, Ivar, Kofi, and most of the Undisputed Era go back like 15 years at least that I know of. Um, I think the Viking Raiders probably win this. Um, maybe Undisputed Era, and honestly, maybe the New Day, I could see any of the three winning, but this has, like, just potential to, to really steal the show and be kind of match of the night outside of the, and even including the Survivor Series matches, but I'm always a fan of those, so, um, I, I just think that that match is gonna crush everything, and we're gonna have just the fans win on that. Um, and it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a special match. I just listened to the WPAN from this week, and they were talking about like magical moments in wrestling, and I really think this one has potential to be one. Um, just because, like I said, the history, like, I mean, Ivar actually had a, uh, if he didn't have a hand in training Kofi, he was at least around the school. He may have still, he may have not been a, ah, uh, official trainer at that point, but he definitely helped out uh, with Kofi's training, so uh, to see that in, I know how proud he is of Kofi, it, and Kofi may not even be in a match, he may just be outside, I know that's how New Day does that a lot, especially uh, Kofi, they gave him that really good singles run, but it's still here, a pie. he's a part of it, and they're there. Um, we got the... Um, uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, I think Leo Rush is gonna, uh, gonna retain on that. And then you got the, the Women's Survivor Series match. Uh, Team Raw is Charlotte, Natalia, the Kabuki Warriors, and Sarah Logan. Uh, Team SmackDown is gonna be Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. And NXT uh, versus Team NXT, which we don't know yet, but I mean, there's not too many. Uh, Shayna Baszler's already in a match. You're going to see the other two that she's usually with. Uh, and, um, I mean, there's not, there's not really... You're going to see pretty much, I think, every NXT woman in this match. So I think this one is going to go to... Sasha to Team SmackDown just because since Sasha's been back, they've been really kind of putting everything on her uh, and running with it, and as they should. Uh, she is one of the best women out there. Charlotte gets a lot of these matches as well, and uh, Charlotte's won a couple of these big matches, but so is Sasha, and I, I really think they're going to push Sasha Banks on this one, and Again, this is going to be a great match, and I think no matter who wins, I think they're going to make NXT look very strong because they know what it's like coming up from that and having to kind of break into the WWE and make the main roster. And I think they're going to try to push for these girls, uh, these women, sorry, that are coming up and uh, really just make them look strong. But at the same time, I don't think... Um, 
I don't think the women's division is really uh, strong enough to kind of put the young, the younger women over like that yet. So you make them look strong, but yet you have the the kind of stables, the the mainstays win the match. And I think it is going to be SmackDown. I think Sasha Banks will be at least one of the last women standing. And we're going to have a fun time. Now, we also get the men's Survivor Series match. Um, that I'll talk about in a second. First of all, I want to talk about how uh, Rob Gronkowski just trolled the fucking world. Uh, he made an announcement over the weekend um, that he had a major announcement to make. Today is Tuesday, and he had the announcement to make Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And there was so much speculation. I think those that kind of understand, uh, sort of knew, but were also sort of hopeful. I'm a Patriots fan, obviously. We talk about it all the time, that it was going to be Gronk was going to return to play. Uh, he has not officially filed his retirement paperwork yet. He has until the 30th of this month, 30th of November, to do that. Um, but it has not been filed yet. In I don't know why. I mean, he's the type of guy who he doesn't need the money. Uh, the story is he has not uh, spent a dime of his salary. He's kind of lived off all his endorsements. And he uh, he teased early on on a barstool sports. I hate I don't you know whatever to Dave Portnoy early on in the season that he was going to uh, be playing uh, not later in the season. And people jumped on that story now as if it was new. But I mean, I follow Gronk. I remembered when that came out. That was when he spiked the ball in the middle of Times Square and almost broke someone's windshield. It was pretty funny, but it was a definite Gronk moment. I mean, you're talking about the guy that freaking tended the Lombardi Trophy because he bunted a baseball with it. He, um, I honestly thought the announcement was going to be that he was going to sign with the WWE. Uh, he showed up before. He helped out at a Royal Rumble. Um, where he notoriously almost got tackled by the female security guy because she didn't know he was part of the show. And he, uh... He, uh, that's right, it was a WrestleMania, not a Royal Rumble. But it wasn't that. So what he did was he basically kind of trolled the world. He knew everybody was going to think it was his return. He knew everyone was going to hope that it, it was his return to football. He led people on and made some tweets uh, inferring that it was going to be his return to the NFL and to the Patriots. Uh, replied to an old tweet of Tom Brady's when Brady was calling for all of his receivers to assemble, and he tweeted back, Is this still act? Is this still working? Or something along those lines implying that it would be him. Folks, that wasn't it. <laughs> Gronk's announcement, and it was a complete troll, and it was pretty ingenious marketing. It wasn't his weed oil, his CBD oil that he's selling, which, by the way, guys, I haven't used his. Uh, it's CBD-Medic is his. Uh, cheap free plug, because I love Gronk. But it was... Um, I do use CBD cream, and I love it. It's, I have a bad back, and it works wonders. 
<laughs> what he announced was that he's going to be hosting Gronk's Music Festival in Florida Super Bowl weekend. So it was all just a cheap plug for that to sell tickets. Gronk, <laughs> kudos. I think a lot of people in New England are going to be pissed off at you. But, you know, if this wasn't, you're not going to sell tickets in New England. Although, there'll be some people from New England, I'm sure, go down for the Super Bowl. Uh, my next trip to Florida will be for WrestleMania. My plane is booked. My hotel is booked. Uh, you'll probably hear me podcasting down there. I know Ruck is in the same hotel as me. I know the Meat Boys are planning on going down. Meats and Tweets. Uh, shoot PDD, baby, will be down there. Uh, I'm sure me and him will be getting into some type of trouble. I got a feeling Joe is going to go down. Josh might book the trip. Uh, whatever we do, it's going to be fun. The only thing I don't have is a WrestleMania ticket. Don't know if I'm going to go. Might, might not. Might just do all the stuff around. I was talking to like Rich Palladino, and I know he'll be down there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Anthony Green's going to be down there with the Volve. And um, it's just going to be a fun show. Like It's going to be a fun time, a fun week. And now, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm going to pause here for a second. And then I'm going to come down, and I am going to run down the Men's Survivor Series match. And then that's it for the week, and we'll see you next week. I'm going to probably release this episode a little early. I want to send it over to Hugo's Hugo's, uh, PR director, and we'll get this going. Alright guys, I'll be right back. Alright. Check all them out, guys. Also, I gotta put over the wrestlingnewsource.com. They helped us out a ton this week. They actually hooked us up with um, with Hugo. Uh, check out their forums, wrestlingnewsource.com. Over in the left, there'll be a WNS forums. It's just a really cool spot. Uh, that's where our questions came from. That was up until um, Monday, up until yesterday was the only place we announced Hugo Savinovich as our guest. Uh, And it's just, we'll be doing stuff like that with them, little exclusives and making our announcements there first. Uh, Eventually we'll probably release the shows there first. Uh, We don't do Patreon. I don't like charging. I don't, uh, we may eventually, I'm not a huge fan of charging people for our content, but if we can get something worthwhile, then yeah, we'll do it. But um, what we may do is just make our announcements there before we make it anywhere else, like Twitter and stuff like that. Um, and it's free. It's you know, there's no charge, and it's just fun. There's a lot of people on there. Like, uh, like cool. It's cool because WrestlingNewsSource.com is one of the most honest and reliable wrestling news sites out there. I know there's a ton of dirt sheets and. You know, they're not, we're not Dave Meltzer, we're not any of those guys like that, and no offense to those guys, they make a, they make a good living doing wrestling. Uh, I need to work a full-time job, so they do something better than I do, but I don't follow any of them, I don't listen to any of them. I get my, I honestly get everything from WrestlingNewsSource.com. I've supported Ben and Christy, Uh, I call Christy Iller, that was her name way back when, uh, 
on the forums and uh I've supported them from day one and they've supported me from day one quite literally um, I'm proud to say that when Ben and Illa decided to start a site wrestling-radio.com we were one of the kind of podcasts that that was well internet radio back then that that was sort of based around and it's we've stayed in touch and like even when we weren't doing the show we took a little bit of a hiatus you know eight nine ten years something like that we we i always stayed in touch with ben i know joe did too um and same with josh and it's just a good kid and he's running such a good site and having a little bit of the insight onto who reports what. I kind of know who some of their quote-unquote sources are, and it's funny how reliable these guys are. And, no, they're not a copy-and-paste news site. If they take a news story from... If they find a news story on another site that they think is something, they go and they do their own research, and they do their own reports on it. There's no clickbait, and it's just a very reliable site. In the forums have a lot of their news reporters on it. Uh, I know Kaylin Knox is on there, Ben is on there. Uh, just so many of them that actually report a lot of the stuff. And Guys, please, WrestlingNewsSource.com, look for the WNS forums. Uh, there's a little introduction uh, post on there, because it's pretty new still. Why don't introduce yourself? Tell us what you like about wrestling, what you don't like about wrestling, what shows you watch and what you don't. It's pretty cool. Now, I want to get into this Men's Survivor Series elimination match. You got Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet. First Team SmackDown. Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, <laughs> Shorty G. And Braun Strowman, which, by the way, I know it's less than Ali and Shorty G. I'm just reading off of a site for the team names. And they they seem to be getting their names back, which is awesome. So I saw Eric, I saw Rowan as Eric Rowan the other night, and uh, that's pretty cool. Thank you, WWE, for getting rid of this stupid stuff. Now let's get rid of Shorty G and bring him back. All right. Team NXT. First, Team NXT, which isn't announced yet, but... Uh, I'm going to guess Heavy Machinery is in there. Uh, who's ever not wrestling for Undisputed Era in the tag? Uh, again, heels and babies in this don't really matter too much because they're not fighting good versus bad. They're fighting brand versus brand. So you got to kind of, you got to defend your brand and you might have to um, go against, you know. You might have to, like join forces with somebody who you normally fight with, and it'd be a, a synergy of sorts uh, to defeat the, the other brands and make yours the main brand. Uh, I'm not too sure who they would use for the other two, though. Uh, I'm saying Heavy Machinery, uh, one of the Undisputed Era. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. There's so They have so much talent over there that could be used. And I think on this one, T 
Team NXT could very well be the winner. If it's not Team NXT, then I think it's going to be Team SmackDown. I think Braun Strowman is going to be a very tough person to beat. And... Oh, no, we do know who Team NXT is. It's going to be Keith Lee. It's going to be Rat Riddle. Dijakovic. Um, oh, and who are the other two? But we do know who Team NXT is, and I do think it's going to be NXT. I think you're going to see Keith Lee and Braun Strowman square off. I think you're going to see... Um, like Matt Riddle and probably like a Drew McIntyre. Uh, Dijakovic with Corbin would be a great matchup in there. And it's it, I, I think Team NXT wins this one. And I apologize for not knowing that beforehand. I was just kind of thinking over. But you do know who Team NXT is at this point. And I'm going to see real quick if I can find that. And, uh, but I think they win. I think uh, they have a very strong... Um, Tommaso was in there, and, yeah, so, it's, um, it's gonna be fun, and, I mean, there's so much talent in NXT right now, and there's so much talent in WWE, I know it's kinda like the cool thing to kinda crap on them. But it, it, there's just so much wrestling out there today. Uh, between NXT, WWE, Raw and SmackDown, AEW, and NWA Power. Like, guys, let's stop crapping on pro wrestling. And let's stop looking at the fun stuff. Like, I love, I absolutely love NWA Power. And it may just be that it's the, um, it may just be... That it's, um, it may just be that it's, uh, the studio show type of setup, I guess, and I, I just love it, I think it's cool, I know a few of the guys that are there, I know a few of the girls that are there, the women, and they have a lot of talent in there, but, um, I, I just think, stop crapping on wrestling. Let's stop looking at the negative. Let's start looking at the positive. If we tell these wrestling companies what we actually like instead of what we don't like, and don't get me wrong, because we should not, none of us that watch wrestling, unless you're employed by one of these companies, we are not the bookers. We don't understand what goes through a booker's mentality. We don't understand what goes into a storyline. We are the fans. You know, you can't, if you watch The Simpsons, you can't write to Mac Ronig or tweet at Mac Ronig and be like, I don't like what you just did with Bart, like, make him do this. He should still be skateboarding or, you know, whatever. You cannot do that. You don't have that capability. Why do we think we can do that with pro wrestling? So, guys, but if you say, oh, man, I love how Lisa is so old school or how Marge is doing this like she did in the beginning or... Whatever it is, let them know what you like instead of what you don't like, and then you'll wind up getting more of that. But just understand, there has to be peaks and valleys. If there is no valley, if there is no downside, 
then they can't raise you up as high as they need to to get to get on that high side of it. In other words, like you know, if there's a dull point in a match, understand that there's a reason for that. Understand that you know, if you don't like chain wrestling and they're chain wrestling, there's probably a reason they're going to chain wrestle and not do a high spot. Maybe the next match, or maybe the next show, not even the next match, or maybe the pay per view. There's going to be some super high spot. And that's what all this is leading to, and that's why they're teasing it but not giving it to you. Just to understand that, please. Guys, I don't have much else this week. I think uh, I think we had a pretty good show. Hopefully next week I'll have Josh or Joe or Bolt with me, and we'll be able to put out something. And we'll have some... Uh, we'll have something fun and something just enjoyable. I appreciate you guys... Every one of you guys who listens to us, who um, clicks on our ads, who uses our promo codes, um, I think it's promo code IRISH at Deathwish Coffee. It saves you 10% plus free shipping. Uh, Manscaped.com, uh, which I use their stuff. I drink I drink Deathwish, and Deathwish is like super strong coffee, and it's it's just good. It, I, I like black coffee. I, I don't put cream and sugar in it. Um, I enjoy the taste of coffee. And this is fucking coffee-flavored coffee. It is great. Uh, Manscaped, I use I use their stuff. I'll use their... They, they, dude, Manscaped is not just the razor. They got the cologne. And the, the, let me tell you, the cologne smells awesome. And... I've had so many compliments on it. Um, they have deodorant for your for your balls. They have um, preserver for your balls, prevents chafing and that type of thing. I've used it all at this point. Um, they have a a shampoo and uh, body soap, and it all smells like it smells so much better than like regular soap. It smells, and you feel clean after using it. It smells. Unbelievable, guys. Promo code, I believe it's TIW there. Um, and that'll save you some money and get you free shipping as well. And guys, thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is probably going to get released early this week. I want to send, like I said, I want to send it over to Hugo's PR director. Hold on, guys. Just one second. I got one last thing to add in. I forgot about our wrestlers shopping list. This our sorry, our wrestlers Christmas list this week, and it comes from ROH superstar who's now touring the country, doing training seminars all over the place. One of the best in the world, guys. Like his training, his just the the free lessons he gives out on Facebook and on Twitter are incredible. Uh, he's always going live and telling. Telling people like how to expand themselves. So, I've worked in lower management in a major company. Uh, and one thing that they taught you is that every year you have to grow your business. So, every year you have to figure out. And you're given, in most major companies, you're giving a sales plan. And each year that sales plan is going to increase. Anywhere from 5% up to like 15-20% depending on the market. And he's going to tell you, as a pro wrestler, how to expand your business. And his Christmas list is 
honestly part of his way of helping himself increase his business just by seeing what he did. He it's Brutal Bob Evans, guys. You can get him on Twitter at Brutal Bob Evans on Facebook, Bob Evans. Um, and Bob is just a great guy. He's a good friend. Uh, he's someone I've been friends with for seven or eight years now, I believe. And I've known of him for the whole time I've been doing this. But, you know, we just had, there was a bunch of years where we never linked up. We hung around with different crowds. And now the crowds all intermingle and it's awesome. And I'm able to make friends like Bob. And So here's what he sent me. He just, I'm going to read it um, just as he sent it. Hey, bud. Number one, I'd like a gift card for gas. So this is how he's going to travel. Or part of how he's going to travel. Um... Gift card for gas. Guys, if you're in a car, if you're traveling with a veteran, if you just jumped into an empty seat in a car, or you're the veteran driving, like you, everybody's going to pitch in for gas on these road trips. And this is his going to be his way of doing that. So, uh, hey, bud, number one, I'd like a gift card for gas. Number two, a gift card to Southwest Airlines. So guess what? With Bob, guys, he travels all across the country. And he can't always drive. Like, a trip to California is a lot longer than, from Massachusetts, is a lot longer than, say, a trip to Connecticut or Vermont, Virginia, wherever. Uh, So he's going to fly. And, yeah, the companies, so a lot of the companies are going to pay him to fly, but guess what? They're going to, a lot of times, just say, hey, you book your flight, we'll reimburse you. So now he can book his flight, get that extra money from the promoter because he got the gift card as a gift. And three is a gift card to either Wawa or Sheets. I'm not familiar with Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-Z. I am very familiar with Wawa. It's down, um, from here, it's down in the New Jersey area. We don't have any in Massachusetts. But it's sort of like a, a gas station type of store. But they're very well known for their food. They have awesome sandwiches um, and stuff like that. So that's how he's going to eat on the road is Wawa and I'm assuming Sheets is along the same idea. So there, like everything he asked for on his Christmas list. And uh, for Bob, I may surprise him with something. I don't know. We're going to see how money is uh, as Christmas rolls around. But it's, um, I wouldn't be surprised if I sent him a little something. I, I love Bob. And he's, he's someone who um, has helped me a lot and kind of given me some advice along the way. And... His advice has actually helped me in work because, like I said, it's not just wrestling advice. It's sort of business advice, and I, I didn't under, I wasn't too sure if he understood that at first. And I sent him a message, and he went, no, that's, you're exactly right, and that's where I'm getting this from. So, guys, what he's looking for is ways of traveling. So, gas gift card, uh, airlines gift card, Southwest specifically, so that's probably where he collects his miles. Uh, so he can get his free flights. And I'm sure um, he's got a Southwest, probably a Southwest credit card that he uses, again, to collect miles for free flights. So when promoters say, hey, we're going to fly you out, he's going to say, cool, um, can I book my own flight? And you guys reimburse me, and then he's going to use his miles or his Southwest gift card. And three is a gift card for food, while wiring sheets and drinks and whatever on the way. Bob, thank you so much, man. Uh, I... I can't say enough, like, I honestly love Bob Evans, I, you know, and he's just a great dude, so, uh, Bob, I hope you get everything you asked for on your Christmas list, 
And, guys, Black Friday is coming up. I want to know what you guys are buying on Black Friday. I want to know what's on your wish list, what you might buy for yourself, or what you might ask, you know, your family for, or whoever for. Um, so comment, like, and subscribe. Hit us on, subscribe to us on iTunes, guys. Subscribe to us on Spreaker, Spotify, wherever you get your um, your podcast from. But follow us on again, most importantly, WrestlingNewsSource.com. Uh, because I won't announce this. I'll publish this. I'll probably announce it on Twitter a little later on. Or maybe I won't even put it out on the other sites yet, but it'll go on the WrestlingNewsSource.com forums first. Something along that lines. Um, that's all I got for this week. Guys, thank you for listening, and I am out.